so uh, anyways we'll start with this particular question no which you had what is the goal of life and so uh, as i said nobody can give you your goal and it's not fair also whether it be parents teachers nobody should give you a goal but there are some general things which we need to know and then we have to figure it out ourselves so if you look at creation one way we can get hint is uh, when we look at creation second is when we look at ourselves so in creation the most happening thing is constant change you know many philosophies have been written on this second this change as a direction that's something which we don't speak about so if you look at things from matter till man it has a direction and if you look at the direction it's like more and more capacities of expression which is happening because in the background that there is an evolution of the basic consciousness which means the the awareness and uh, the power in different ways like we have a different mode of working of power which is consistent with our knowledge so we don't uh, uh, have the power which a brute animal has animals are not brutes human beings are but by that side so we have but we have different kind of power and sometimes much uh, more devastating so as evolution takes place knowledge and power and the capacity for joy because this is the original trinity satchidanand so you'll always see these three in every plane uh, animals have a very limited self existence they have a limited consciousness and they have a limited joy they also have their level and so we see lower and lower down in human beings this capacity increases the whole thing is that is this the end logically it would seem absolutely absurd and i am seeing this uh, i had not read a single book uh, not only by shivendra and the mother but nobody uh, whatever i had read western and eastern didn't uh, appeal to me but one thing i uh, made logical sense is that evolution can't stop with human beings that's something which is absurd to imagine that you know whatever be the reason behind call it evolutionary energy call it god call it consciousness but whatever think from inside call it even nature which has created man out of dust cannot stop with man i mean it it makes uh, unless we destroy ourselves that's but even there there is a plan b when i look at nature i see plan b so dolphins are plan b arrested evolution so there so one way we can look at it is that there is evolution of consciousness and the instruments and since that's what is happening in nature that should be our goal also we have to be aligned with uh, whatever nature is encouraging and if we take this line of approach then we will see there are two phases in individuals life as well as in the collective life there are phases when uh, everything is conserved and preserved at a certain step evolution proceeds like that and the second is where there is a leap in in biology we call it saltatory leap maybe you have read about it so there are phases of life individually and collectively when we are outwardly stagnating but we don't call it stagnation we are very happy because we are we have reached a comfort zone and then comes a phase when we start feeling that we are stagnating now that's when nature is preparing us for a leap automatically it happens in individuals life as well as life of a nation or a group of humanity 
that we have stagnated for long. We need to do something about it. There is restlessness, there is stifling. So that means now nature is preparing you for a leap. Okay, and then the next step is where evolution is fast forward. There is a leap. And between this comfort zone and the leap, what intervenes is crisis. This is how we see every time individual's life, you can understand this way, you can understand life of a community, you can understand the life of nation and civilizations like that. But this is too big and too philosophical a name. So let's start looking at ourselves. As human beings, one thing for sure we are programmed for is progress. Doesn't matter which way. Now, we all define progress based on the level at which we understand life. So when we look at life purely physically, we think physical progress. Physical progress may mean physically being in good, robust health, outwardly having a lot of comfort, luxuries. So because we are right now still on the physical vital way of looking at life. And this unfortunately sometimes can be purely a conditioning. So I know individuals who question this, ki, Arey, kaam hai kya? Paisa kamana, ghar bana lena. so there are individuals, particularly uh, the fact is because we in, from the Indian background, there is a kind of inbuilt programming in our very fabric of culture that this cannot be the entire goal of life. But yet there is a kind of conditioning in certain cultures, civilization, it's not about being good or bad or high or low. But the whole consciousness is only centered around the physical and the vital. Joys of life, enjoyments of life, pleasures of life and the physical bodies. And we know where it leads. It, it, it is like, uh, you know, chocolate which is uh, poisonous. Yeah, you know, unlike pills which are bitter, but they may help you. <laughs> but it's like chocolate, candies, and, but candies contain within it. Uh, drugs and things which can be very dangerous and poisonous. So this is how a whole sometimes a civilizational structure can be built around this idea. Then there can be progress which is intellectual, which is really worthy of being man. Minimum, leave aside spiritual. By intellectual I mean the, the will to know more. And that means not to be satisfied with any limited theory. Or belief, be it scientific or religious. Let me put it like that. Scientific means, oh, Harvard Journal mein likha hai, therefore it is true. I used to challenge all these things. So I said, uh, I used to challenge even the scriptures, but equally all these things. Ye vaccine lene se theek, ho so I want uh, not just evidence, but proper hard evidence. And I would see that much of evidence is tilted. That was during my MBBS, uh, I, I used to challenge. So, uh, question and seek. This is the way that the mind progresses. Equally with belief system. See, sometimes mind can get trapped into belief system. We were discussing the other day, ki rituals, No, we shouldn't do like that. We should understand, is there a process behind it? And if there is a process, we need to understand it. Maybe some people discovered something and we have forgotten the logic of it. Because when you do the same thing mechanically, it is um, not so helpful. In fact, it can even be a kind of harm because uh, it's almost like, you know, we all know that cut, cut, but if we don't understand the process and why we are doing it, a premature cut can be as uh, dangerous as, you know, delaying it and doing it uh, without proper precaution. And then we may discover new ways.
we can do away with the rituals like i i may do a ritual today morning we were discussing this to uh, invoke a deity shiva or krishna or whoever uh, but at the same time i may discover ways and means to do the same thing without all these elaborate processes which were okay at one point of time but today i need not do that i need not actually light up a fire and uh, do sanskrit mantras which many of us have forgotten but i may simply say lord shiva i love you and go into a quiet meditation and he may be more happy for all you know that okay here is somebody who knows that i understand all languages okay <laughs> so uh, and then um, we understand still further we may evolve to a point where we understand uh, shiva belongs a being of higher consciousness but we can also evolve and become one with his shanti mai swarup or sometimes his radra mai swarup and we can embody that consciousness inside that's how human beings grow into gods so now you see when we understand the logic behind uh, religious things again we progress so progress should not be just uh, taking for granted whether scientific are sabne bola hai wahan university mein paper hai therefore you believe it no equally like just because everybody believes in a religious doctrine therefore you see what danger the world is facing today because of this kind of fanaticism and extremism because people are just following something which was written 2000 or maybe 1600 1700 years back and blindly people are doing it there may have been some truth discovered that truth so progress at every level intellectual level comes by questioning and expanding by going to the depths of whatever is there and there is a third level of progress which is what is called as spiritual so spiritual is when we begin to somewhere feel that all that intellectually i can know or understand there is something which still eludes some people take this form ki creator kya hai what has created this this question can arise i used to have this is there a creator at all or no and then you have questions when you look at the world then you wonder ki really there is a god who is all good look at how life is so then you begin to seek and all crises of life should be for a seeking so we take this example of spiritual progress from two uh, different um, lines along which it has gone one is buddha he saw that people are dying they fall ill and when he saw death he wondered why it is there he didn't take it for granted okay so he wanted to understand why there is death and why there is suffering so he went deep inside and he discovered a way out of the suffering and out of death and his logic was if you are not born you don't die and how is there a way that individual can escape entirely this cycle in which we are caught so he found a way and we all know that way but on the other hand we see savitri as shobindo reveals in in savitri savitri is also confronted with the phenomena of death so she takes it as a challenge to discover why there is death can it be changed can human beings escape the grip of death now people with an a priori assumption which is unscientific will say are this all but truly speaking a scientist should not make any assumptions he should say okay if there is a way i must find it and she finds the way of another kind so spirituality is not just about you know doing some bhajan kirtan and uh, homam japam but to uh, find ways and means of making the human condition and the earth condition better but 
through the intervention of a higher and greater consciousness because one thing we know that humanly we have messed up i mean <laughs> unless we we flatter ourselves we have messed up i mean without a doubt look at the amount of drugs being consumed both to keep ourselves uh, happy you see why there is so much drugs in a society you know the reason one simple reason is people are unhappy it is a sign that there is too much unhappiness and this unhappiness is not individual it is in the atmosphere it's uh, i mean you may find it very strange why but it's it's in the collective consciousness which grips and the more you put life on a track which it is not meant to be it on a so called fast track it makes you more and more unhappy it is like reminding you this is not the way take another route take another route so look at the amount of drugs which we have today also depression one of the biggest killers why people should be very happy with all the wonderful progress we have made so obviously something is amiss so spiritual life is spiritual consciousness is meant to make life better so that we can be freed from all these um, false and artificial ways of somehow being happy just imagine happiness should be a natural state i mean every child when a child is born is happy isn't it what happens then who is responsible if you look at it something is wrong seriously wrong and we still are not looking into the real problem we are providing chocolate but isn't it every child is happy you know you see children then as they grow up for some reason unhappiness comes god knows from where maybe the world around the society around and then they try to get over this unhappiness by all kinds of things ways and means but it knows at the so spirituality is not about so spiritually progress is to look at the root causes the root problems of existence and to solve it one need not use the word god buddha never used the word god but to look at the root causes of suffering look at the root causes or uh, root ways fundamental ways by which we can be always in a state of joy peace minimum which every human being should have has a right to have truth we may use the word truth we may not use the word god so this is the threefold progress that man makes one is material stage one what shall i say primary then intellectual higher secondary and spiritual which is graduation and everybody is destined to take this course today or tomorrow that's why you have the cycle of rebirths that one day a time come when this progress no more satisfies us you can do it but it doesn't satisfy you then you go into intellectual progress then a time come when even this doesn't satisfy you because it is not telling us the root problem or the radical remedy it is only doing uh, in hindi we have a term lipa poti denting and painting <laughs> so we want to change the car it's it's kitne baar denting painting kar so that's where so this is the goal of human existence in each individual's life it will translate differently also depending on the stage one is you can't push people and i suppose the sign that one is ready for the next level is when one begins to question 
if you ask this question what is the goal of life means you are ready for the next leap i'll put it like that otherwise the question doesn't arise most people are very happy with their life as it is going on and best not to disturb them because life will teach there is nothing like converting anyone life will lead you it is it's a conscious force which is behind life that's how shubhendu says a conscious force is the architect it looks random but it'll push human beings so for long we cannot be satisfied only with vital pleasures and physical joys we'll, we will be pushed to question and understand so progress in whatever way ultimately this progress is going towards perfection perfection at every level and that's why we are unhappy we want a perfect job perfect uh, you know partner perfect children perfect parent perfect love perfect knowledge perfect joy so and all of them together which is what perfection is about not one thing sans another and when we look at the way we have uh, understood divine basically what what is the divine it's the perfection we are seeking in life and because he is there we are seeking it we can put it that way because that seed is hidden inside us so we are seeking but we need not call god or divine we may use the word perfection but why we are seeking because we are carrying that image inside the heart children do it you know very unconsciously even when they rebel against their parents so but basically when they grow up <laughs> they are <laughs> moving along certain lines which they have picked up as a child taken that image inside so something similar applies that because divine is in our heart we seek the divine but unconsciously we want the partner to be perfect we want uh, outer life to be perfect but that perfection comes when we discover the origin of perfection and that is what uh, the divine is in all his ultimate splendor and that is what is called as the supermind supermind is the divine in all his glory and perfection the creator at the mind you can experience the divine but in one aspect or the other god of love god of beauty and these gods sometimes fight also <laughs> god of knowledge god of power all these gods which are aspects of the divine in the supermind all these aspects impersonal personal whatever you may call it individual universal transcendent they are all fused beautifully and harmoniously in one single whole so supermind is the original splendor of the creator people had glimpses of the divine through the veil of the mind so they said divine is this or that <coughs> this or that but when one discovers the original then you find him everywhere in everything expressing himself through everything so that's why should be the use of the term supermind so we can equally say that the goal of human life is to manifest supramental perfection upon earth we can say it like that to manifest the divine perfection upon earth whichever way these are terms but this is the logic and till man does it he will not be content because he is born for that if it has to happen through man that's where the question was can man do it or a new species and new species was pakka lekin whether man is the one through whom the new species will be formed 
or man will be wiped out. Even this is the question Mother and Shubhendu have contemplated. I mean, nature has done it. Nature ke liye kya hai? Another one million years. It means nothing in the twinkling of an eye. So this is where our uh, we stand today. That shall we become the um, uh, happy bridges? Uh, it's like Krishna telling Arjun ki this war is a f- battle is a foregone conclusion. Uh, if you will be the instrument, you have the privilege and the joy. Otherwise, what I have decided is bound to be. So right now we stand on that brink where, uh, if man chooses, then man has the privilege and the joy of evolving consciously into another new species. Man doesn't choose; choose still it will be. But that is ways and means that the divine will find. Okay, the answer has gone way beyond the scope of, yeah, but it's good to deal with the subject from every angle. But along there's a concept of like, you know, I mean, mind and uh, yeah. different uh, like intellect, yeah. intuitions and... So basically it, it, it is, yeah, so what exactly, you know, so... Basically, it's very simple, you know, if we don't go into definition, see what happens when we read and we define, then we are stuck with trying to understand the definition. But let's put it like that, that we stand on the crossroad of evolution of consciousness. Let's, there is consciousness in animals, plants, matter. Uh, well, I can argue that scientifically also that there is, but let's take for example, that well, animals do have consciousness. They have a limited consciousness. Plants also have, but very limited. They respond to touches, they respond to vibrations, they respond to music. And matter also has, we don't know it, but well, uh, if you go strictly into uh, the most uh, stringent logic, well, if matter didn't have consciousness, it wouldn't have evolved. So, it's not like a magic box that things are coming out when they are not there. So, Whatever it be, there are levels of consciousness below us. Now, is there something, levels of consciousness beyond man? Well, that's where yogis and mystics come in. This, they affirm that there are levels of consciousness beyond us in which cognition, perception, action, everything changes. For instance, we right now understand things by sensory data and logical analysis, isn't it? But mystics will say that there is an intuitive way of knowing things. So, we, if, we are, if we are not to just brush it aside a priori and not start playing a Richard Dawkins, then we will understand, we'll explore it. That is it really there? Now, all mystics who take to these approaches, they discover that there is consciousness beyond the human. So, that's when the levels come. Is it just one level or there are several levels? So, well, beyond human, what happens? Um, Right now, we look at the world very physically. A ship is a ship, water is water, ocean, you know, (laughs) mountain is a mountain, tree is a tree, sky is the sky. And we understand the process of the mechanism. Now, the next level of seeing is where you begin to see them as symbols. And you start seeing this symbol which is outside equally applies to me within. Don't we use the word steady like the mountain? We use this word even for human beings, no? He is steady in his will, steadfast, like the rocks, like the hills. Life was flowing like a river. 
vast as the ocean, vast as the sky. So then we see that these images in creation or material nature are basically, Shubhinda would use the word, a thought of God, which is manifesting in this way in material nature, it will manifest in a different way in our psychological well-being experience. And then we will see how Vedic Rishis use this imagery, double imagery so beautifully. Like cow, a giver of plenty. So if you look at cow, why particular cow? Everything of cow is useful. You know, she's a, even her like dung is used. So it's very interesting that she is a giver of plenty. So uh, similarly horse, power. So at every level, nature is trying to create something which... She has only one image, but Usiko, it is expressing it materially through these ways, psychologically through these ways. So, the mind that looks at life like this is the higher mind. So, it naturally deals with things very differently. It, it doesn't go to a mountain only because, uh, let me go for a change. It goes to mountain because it feels, ah, this is Shiva's abode. And Shiva is not just Mount Kailash up there, but you know that's how the higher mind looks at it. Then beyond the higher mind, there is the next level where you not only see things as they are, but you see the deeper intent which is hidden in this creation. So that's where we are beginning to get into the illumined mind and then there is a direct contact with everything and you intuitively begin to become aware of the mountain speaks to you. Let me put it like that. It's no more just a mountain which is symbolic, but the mountain speaks to you. The ocean, you communicate. That's why we see in uh, Ramayana, uh, Ram is standing with his bow and arrow and saying, will you do friendship with me or do you want to take the challenge of my uh, arrow? And uh, why? Because Rama is in that state of illumination that he can communicate with the ocean, with the consciousness of the ocean. And that's the illumined mind. And then there is the intuitive mind where this... This becomes, intuitive mind is like right now our knowledge is clamped up within a small frame of time. We look back at the past and we project into the future. But how much we project, we know it. Any person who has crossed 25 knows that or 30 <laughs> knows all my calculations, logical planning work for very little. <laughs> we must do it because that's our dharma but we know that uh, it doesn't really work out the way we... So, an intuitive consciousness will however see through a large space automatically. It will see that logically you are here and you should have been there but actually you know you are going there. So how to understand it? It's like supposing you are seeing a thing from above that a car is coming from this direction and another car from this direction. And supposing you ask these people who are sitting in the car where are you going? They will say I am going to destination A. You will say I am going to destination B. Okay. Very logical. But supposing you had a drone view and you could calculate the speed, you will automatically see they are going to collide with each other. Neither will reach the destination. Because you have the larger picture. So intuitive mind is like that. It, it sees through large spaces of time because it is more uplifted. Its vision is more global. And the over mind sees the entire panorama. Not the all comprehensive like the super mind sees in all directions but it will see one part but it will see it in total panorama it will see another part it will see like a panoramic vision you have so in our mind 
each aspect of the divine has its own empire let's say supposing you stand for justice so you will look at everything from the point of view of justice somebody stands for compassion you see how it can commit conflict with each other third person stands for power fourth stands for knowledge the four great goddesses of the over mind no so in over mind there are number of godheads why godheads godheads means powers and aspects of the one divine assume so many aspects to govern this creation and these are primarily four because the divine is has these four aspects sat existence again very logical actually one can experience but that apart everything has something of an existence in it no it exists so it has existence everything as we said is something of the consciousness within it even when it is unconscious still there is consciousness operating in an atom for example everything has some force in it for sure which is what is driving even the atom electron everything some force is there no that's why it is being driven and everything has something of that ananda in it even if that is not aware just look at even the atomic structure moving at a high speed or a galaxy you will feel that joy which is the galaxy poor fellow may not know are mujhe dekh ke people are feeling so happy <laughs> so these are the four original aspects of the divine which are called sat chit tapas and ananta and uh, indian mind has given beautiful names to them infinite existence is brahma all existences are formed by him infinite consciousness is vishnu infinite force is shiva and infinite ananda is krishna so they saw these everywhere so in over mind one understand things like this so one sees krishna in everyone basically that it the same ananda which is moving this whole creation a devotee of vishnu sees consciousness in everyone devotee of shiva sees that force which is operating in material nature and everywhere else so in over mind you discover these great godheads each absolute in his own right but still the last reconciling truth is not there what really is the relation between these four aspects of creation that you discover in the supermind where all of them fuse into one single perfect whole to take that take another human example that as a human being uh, i if i am a father i'll deal in one way if i am a friend in another way as a husband in another way as a son in another way as a teacher in another way as a doctor in another way as an author in another way but are they different uh, persons no they are the same person so when i am away from all these activities i am this totality indescribable totality because it has not expressed itself so same way the divine is that one complete whole that indescribable completeness whole that we are seeking but because it's beyond our comprehension because if you meet me sitting quietly and say um, alugda kya to i may say who is alugda also because <laughs> even name and form is not there but if i am writing then you will say alugda kya likh rahe ho this tangible right <laughs> what are you writing in if i am seeing a patient you may, you may um, understand that okay healing thing is going on but i don't exist by these things i exist even if none of these were there so even the gods are subject ultimately to dissolution 
but the one is not he is beyond all that so that's why uh, only when that mystery we may use the word mystery because if nothing is expressed then it's a great mystery so supermind is that original womb of all things just like an author who has not vyasa is sitting you will ask vyasa ji kya karne wale ho you say i'll i don't know <laughs> i am enjoying then after some time if you ask him kya karne wale ho mahabharat likh raha ho abhi kya karoge bhagavat puran likhunga abhi kya karoge are maj masti hai main i am just having the joy of creation all this is in vyasa held within so supermind is the meeting point where all that is held within and all that is expressed they meet that's why it's called as the junction all that is held within that original divine which is beyond 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 and all that is expressed and manifest uska jo junction hai that's called the supermind so how it begins to get expressed now and we see from that side it brings out four original godheads then each one brings out multiple godheads each godhead is uh, you know and god who are these godheads they are we can look at them as the when you have the solar energy coming from the same sun first you will have uh, you know big uh, whatever hubs jahan pe you will keep store that energy then you will have distribution systems then you have locally those bulbs and other fittings so same way um, creation proceeds from above downward there is the one solar and from there there are million godheads released in the supermind original four and from there many many each godhead will start working in some aspect of creation that is the beauty of sanatan dharma so they see in, in stone also there is a godhead in river there is a godhead in tree there is a godhead and each of them is connected ultimately to the one whole and through any of these godheads you can reach there so that's what the overmind is where now the expression has begun in supermind they are held within you will ask vyas what are you going to do you'll say we'll see next step you ask what are you doing writing the mahabharata now writing the mahabharata becomes overmind different characters krishna will they be there arjuna will be there even duryodhan will be there and then each will have his own independent life that becomes lower and lower and lesser and lesser till finally it enters into the whole material creation but even in material creation these godheads are working so agni is working in its highest it is the divine will and divine force and divine knowledge agni has these both aspects you know it is light and force so you can refer to agni as the supreme wisdom and supreme force but equally that agni you will see the same agni at the material level it becomes that fire which you worship so that's why we will see that we have agni hotra which is basically as a symbol but that same agni you will also discover inside in our psychological aspiration so this way you understand the unity of creation the grand narrative so in the supermind it is in its original highest status and lower down it's in lower and lower there is also a jathar agni there is jad agni there is bhook which you know agni takes this form also it takes everything and finishes it it's the fire of purification so in supermind you will see everything in its original splendor 
So in supermind, we realize that Agni is divine will, uh, which is knowledge and power of force and wisdom together. But as it comes down, it becomes all these various Agnis. So if you have to really discover the original power and wisdom, you have to go to that, refer back to that. That's why it's so important, the importance of supermind, because without it, we'll always remain incomplete. Even if we worship a Godhead and go through him, he will take us to the divine, but the fullness we cannot get. Well, what we are understanding, I think I uh, read and also most of the time I go through your lecture. Yes, this is big power, big agony. If I go in a economic term, macro level and micro level. <laughs> in macro level, we are saying that it's big agony, big force. Micro level, we are the individual. The question is, uh, without going to that far, what you do hmm. personally, so we can really follow a little bit, so that we can achieve yes. a, a, at a micro level some Agni force. Wonderful. So we can take it like this, that there are three levels at which this operates. Let's first put it like that. One is the transcendent, which as you said, is okay. It's okay to know it, but... Uh, I mean, only at best it can give me a very broad uh, ultimate origin. Second is cosmic level. Cosmic level is, it's good to understand that how creation is operating, whether it's going in the line of the Agni or going away from Agni. That's what in Indian thought was Dharma and Adharma. Dharma and Adharma had nothing to do with moral rules. It had to do with uh, whether you are aligned with this original will or you are not aligned with the original will. So that becomes larger picture, nation, civilization. But again, third level at which it is expressing is through the individual. Now it is very interesting that individual aspect comes actually with man and man too after a certain point of evolution. So if we look at uh, animals, it's like a mass movement. Even humanity up to a certain point, it's a purely mass movement. But a time comes when we begin to become aware of something called as individual, me, mine. Now, ordinarily it is the ego individuality, my name, my form, my qualification, my job. But behind this, there is a true individuality which is uh, developing like the child in the uh, palna, crib. Huh? What, what do you call it? <laughs> yeah. So, the crib is the... Uh, outer ego personality the real child is who is sleeping right now so why this is required this required so that the child does not fall into the ground so when the soul within us is very very limited yet not fully developed then the ego individuality is required to safeguard it but when the child develops now you tell it no no you have to be inside the crib what it will do it will jump across so, when this soul individuality develops to a point, you want to come out of the crib and it expresses itself in certain very interesting ways. One is you begin to challenge everything, all the social norms, that way accelerated evolution has started. Because you want to individually live and understand those things. So, the demand of today's children to understand why we are doing what we are doing is very, very valid. In fact, it's a sign of evolution. Because they are wanting to come out of the crib. The, it's a sign of a developed or a developing soul. So, through the soul also, the divine not only manifests himself, 
but it is the most important aspect because that individual is the one through which this whole evolutionary process can be hastened and because as individual we become the meeting point of material nature we all have a body so material nature and the divine whom in human being a conscious human being can discover and unite so our goal uh, our coming to individually what we should do is first we must discover our own highest well now let me put the term because the most beautiful term divine to discover the divine within and to discover the divine within the creation is my first job and for that i don't need to leave the world i don't need to leave my job i have to reorient myself how do you do reorient so reorientation is ego individuality says it's all for me and see this brings so much suffering as a psychiatrist i can tell you the moment you say this is my husband and my wife see in indian custom marriage ke samay you have fire at the center so i keep telling them don't put yourself in the center you will burn center is fire not uh, husband or wife center is common aspiration you can't uh, put anybody in laws parents anybody you are putting that person in a difficult spot so what happens we put people in that difficult spot जहां डिवाइन को होना चाहिए वहां भी से यू शुड बी मिस्टर परफेक्ट और मिस परफेक्ट नाउ यू वॉट यू आर डूइंग यू आर बेसिकली वॉन्टिंग द डिवाइन एंड पुअर क्रीचर इज गोइंग टू ब्रेक डाउन एंड कैनॉट फुलफिल सो बट दैट्स हाउ द ईगो रियक्ट माई चाइल्ड माई सन माई डॉटर माई फादर माई एंड इट इज नेसेसरी अप टू अ पॉइंट बिकॉज अदरवाइज वील से ओ इट डजेंट मैटर सो वेन वी आर इन दैट कुंड केयरलेस अर्ली स्टेजेस देन वी हैव टू नेचर फिक्सेज अस ये तेरा बेटा है ये तेरा हस्बैंड है ये तेरा वाइफ है सो दैट वी ऑपरेट थ्रू अ वेरी इम्परफेक्ट लिमिटेड सिस्टम अदरवाइज विल से लाइक मैनी ऑफ दिस सो कॉल्ड प्रोग्रेसिव सोसाइटी विच रिवर्स द ट्रूथ एंड से नो बडी बिलोंग्स टू यू एनी थिंग्स लिव लाइक एन एनिमल नो दैट्स नॉट वॉट इट मैन नाउ वंस वी हैव गॉन थ्रू दैट ट्रेनिंग देन द नेक्स्ट लेवल इज द इम्पॉर्टेंस ऑफ दिस इज ओनली बिकॉज ये डिवाइन ने मुझे दिया है जितने समय के लिए दिया है देन यू डोंट सफर आई आई है वेरी डिस्ट्रेस्ड वेरी नेचुरली सो आई आज दम ओनली वन क्वेश्चन सपोजिंग दिस चाइल्ड वॉज नॉट योर्स बट योर ब्रदर और सिस्टर्स so would you take care the same way said yes maybe even more so i asked would you suffer the same way and automatically they said no see the difference just the attachment brings same thing same event absolutely same and i have actual known instances where people took care as one's own as that little word as and then you know for whatever reason things didn't work out but the sting of suffering that comes when you say mine that is taken away so we have to reorient our life by knowing that everything belongs to the divine i also belong to the divine so my life should be to fulfill the divine will in me and equally each one has the right to move along their own paths but so long as they are with me let me do treat them as you know little miniature divinities in the making so we have that uh, very beautiful answer by yagnwal who was asked why does one love the wife and child and country and he said 
maitreyi one loves the wife not for the sake of the wife but for the sake of the self one loves the child not for the sake of the child but for the sake of the self as is the self so is the love if the self is ego individuality love is also like that but if the self is the divine individuality then everything changes so this little reorientation is very fundamental it takes time but ultimately that is the truth of things so and nature leads us in that direction ab bachche hain bade ho jate hain you know children grow up uh, every parent wants their child to be uh, something or someone you know they have their own narrative or agenda <laughs> okay but uh, <laughs> i don't know most children no child really fits into that agenda because he's on his own journey after all no <laughs> and it's a good thing <laughs> because each one is on their own journey now you see if we only knew that what is my job my job is not to give him he must be like this then i am imposing my own ego structures onto the child but he must discover his himself his own way his own journey life will be so much beautiful even most practically spirituality is which will make a life so much more beautiful i have seen parents suffer um, that oh my child is not the child i would have wanted to be but well it's never like that child can equally say you are not the parent that i would have wanted to have <laughs> i mean each one is on their own unique journey and that the beauty of it and this journey doesn't stop with one life that's where the indian thought comes in of rebirth it's a journey that goes through life because this perfection that we have to build there are uh, there are uh, individual souls at a very primitive stage of development they need to go through very very difficult experiences challenging circumstances like the brute in in let's say in the caveman and there are individual individual souls which are very developed where they see one event and their life changes so because we all look alike like human beings it doesn't mean we are alike even we understand psychologically also it is so true that uh, while some of us are right now sitting and listening to madran shubindos and you know these profound truths equally in the same city there would be many who would be uh, enjoying uh, not classical music not even a good rap but probably hard metal so well uh, now that's a primitive stage of development and people will go through it there are some who would be uh, finding their most primitive joy in uh, ganja or whatever it is whereas there are highly developed individualities which will find their joy in the divine contact within so look alike is different everybody is wearing a human mask but within human beings because of this self improvement there is a big range so we need to understand all this that you know uh, as khalil gibran says we uh, uh, we need to nurture them but we cannot uh, they must have their own thought their own discoveries to make so these are the changes that where we are with everything but we don't start thinking that these things are meant for me for my see where does marriage end that's a beauty i mean i'm sorry <laughs> i mean <laughs> marriage is a beautiful thing but as long as there is love everything is fine but what happens after marriage if people don't have a common uplifting ideal it either goes into shutting within a small little thing and the world as if you, this little front and the world with which you are to battle 
देन वी ट्राई टू इंक्रीज बाई हमारे वाले लोग इट्स सो प्रिमिटिव बट इफ यू अंडरस्टैंड दैट वी आर टूगेदर फॉर अ मच ग्रेटर पर्पज एंड ग्रेटर वर्क एंड यूनाइट इन दैट लाइफ वुड बी सो ब्यूटिफुल इफ लेट से कपिल कम्स टूगेदर लाइक एंशियंट टाइम्स यू सी द रिशीज एंड यू नो दे वाइफ्स एंड दे कम टूगेदर विद ए मच हायर पर्पज दैन सिंपली दे डू देयर वर्क बट देयर जॉइनिंग पॉइंट इज सो डीप सो हाई so this reorientation we must have in individual life at the same time understand that each individual will progress along his own lines not try to convert uh, others uh, to one's own way of belief and however big or high it may be we can suggest but never impose because if we impose the problem is that you will make the other person stumble somebody is running and you know he is in ladakh mountain uh, going to touch uh, khardungla and he tells somebody who is right now enjoying in nainital come 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 run up to me and if he pushes too much this fellow will die of hypoxia so we have to understand that there are different paces different stages through which we grow this is a very wide and subtle understanding of the world but at the same time focus on our own inner goal that we should never lose to lose that is the worst tragedy so each one must find it but it is through the individual that the divine manifest in this creation it's a very important role nar narayan that's how shri krishna says in the gita in fact the whole cosmos is like our gymnasium and the first step toward that is discovering the divine i think at least discovering the soul within the soul should not be just a word we use ah kuch hai jo nainam chadantri shistrani nainam dati pavaka that is uh, you know that can uh, be a solace to a wounded heart but unless you experience the soul it never becomes real so we should try to find the soul if you ask me as an individual first step all else is later on and this rebirth is a mechanism through which the soul grows the moment you admit there is a soul rebirth becomes a logical necessity otherwise to imagine that you know whoever god or creator someone put a soul uh, randomly for one lifetime in some religion or something rare religions even they say <laughs> you are either condemned eternally <laughs> damned or i have not never heard anything more illogical than that i say it's better you don't believe in soul i understand that part but if you say there is a soul but one life it it is completely uh, nonsensical thing but then what is it doing there to be redeemed of what why did it enter into all this who threw it into this mud and muddle and then says change your name and belief system and you will be redeemed i mean there can be nothing more ridiculous than that so people who challenge sometimes the existence of god and soul they are much better than these kind of fixed belief systems that's also we see nowadays happening all over the world so and then we need to make our own discovery we should neither believe just because we want to believe nor we should disbelieve because that's the fashion it's fashionable to say that well i don't believe in god no search and after all uh, to be happy within the limited frame is 
much worse. That is also true. We must make a genuine search. Yes, the problem is in the sense that, as I said, number one, if there is a soul, then rebirth becomes a logical necessity because soul is the seed of the divine and the seed must grow into a tree and to grow into the tree it needs all the experiences of various kinds which act like feeders to imagine that this little finite soul can grow into infinity in one lifetime with very limited experiences very limited scope is to you know believe in the impossible well a life will come when it is in that last phase. Usually when aspiration awakes, there are just two or three lives around the corner. But otherwise it will go through many lifetimes. Meaning thereby the purpose of rebirth is basically to learn and grow and evolve into what we secretly are. It's like the seed must grow into the tree. But this has become a problem because people have turned it into a reward and punishment sin and virtue which it's never for that so it's like if a child doesn't do well in a in a particular subject the teacher may say your handwriting is bad write it 10 times it's not a punishment it's it's a help to become better so the mechanisms of rebirth are to help us evolve and grow so when we start looking at life through this lens then it's so beautiful the problem comes when I say it is sin and virtue and it's reward and punishment. Because then it's an end point. If I am suffering, it's a punishment. So what do I do? Accept the punishment quietly and go through. But it is never meant for that. If you don't get the message and the lesson, it will come again. Or if I believe whatever I am enjoying today is because of reward, of some good deed I may have done. <laughs> so it... I mean, to imagine that a creator is uh, as jobless except, you know, giving us reward and punishment is, it's, it's a primitive notion of the divine working. But it's, it's for the growth towards the Godhead. Everybody is destined to grow towards that. That is the other beautiful thing about Vedanta. It doesn't matter. You may belong to this religion today. It, it is really irrelevant. The seed will grow into a tree. Some may take 10, some may take 100 lives. That's the only difference. You can hasten the process or you can compress the process. The more you uh, delay the process, the more suffering comes. Because you are delaying something which is your inevitable destiny. So, most logically, the most logical thing to do is to hasten it by discovering yourself. But not knowing it, this cycle of rebirth appears meaningless. So the problem is when we look at it all purely as reward and punishment, this world as a kind of punishment, grand punishment, there is a narrative like that. So that becomes a problem. Now this one part. Then in problem of rebirth, Sri also says, uh, who is the one which is reborn? So Buddhist will say some information, some mental energy. But mental energy eventually will dissolve like all energies. So only something which is a portion of the divine will not dissolve because divine is one of the, is the immutable. The soul is not immutable but it is immortal. So it is something of the divine ansha which is inside us.
So this is the second aspect he takes up. Third is that whether, uh, you know, why don't we remember the past personalities? Well, it's a blessing. Ek zindagi ke to relations samalte nahi hai. Imagine, you know, <laughs> you remember. Are he was also my father-in-law. Are that person was my child. Now, you know, it'll be too chaotic, confusing. It's a grace, blessing that we don't remember. Because we have to move forward. So, this is absurd logic that you should remember. By the way, we don't even remember five-year-old. When parents show you, you know, you were five-year-old. Ah, is it? You are very cute. You, you can't connect. <laughs> What's so cute about? So, not remembering is basically helping us. Imagine a child who is stuck at five years of age. It's not something good, no. You have to move on. So, in rebirth, memories are removed, but essence remains. So, for example, in schooling process, we may not remember the complex trigonometries that we studied in whatever, 7th or 8th. But it has shaped our minds. To that extent, it is helpful. So, we need not remember, but the essence of that life goes with us. That is the saving point. So, this is how the process of rebirth takes place. So, what happens after death? After death, soul always is beautiful, regardless of all the outer coverings. But then these coverings begin to dissolve, like you know the masks. So, the physical body, we know that you know it goes through disintegration. Then the vital body, which is the nervous sheath, which may have gone through pleasant or painful experiences, that dissolves. Then the emotional being with all its attachment, they begin to be unplugged. Nature starts unplugging you because it's needed. And that's why the those who are left behind, they are told that let the person go. Because if you tie with your heartstrings, you are not helping. You are actually ending up in a way um, delaying the progress. So emotional strings, they begin to get slowly removed. Then if there was a kind of mental development, so the soul absorbs whatever it had to learn and then it dissolves that also. And then it goes and rests with the divine in a beautiful sleep because as far as soul is concerned, it, it knows the divine, it goes to the divine. It is always in a state of peace and joy. Regardless of whatever it may have gone through, trauma and everything is experienced by the nervous sheath, by the emotional being, even by the intellectual being, but not by the soul. Soul takes the experience and progresses. So we can take an example in our own life when we were going through exams in say grade 1, grade 2, it was like the end of the world or a heartbreak in adolescent. But when you grow later on, you laugh at it. Are jab main chota tha, main to fail ho gaya tha. As if it's a matter of great pride. <laughs> But that's a fact, when you look back, you laugh at things which at that point of time appeared to, to you as the end of the world. So, as far as the soul is concerned, it ultimately transmutes all experience into delight. Shobindo describes like that in Savitri. It transmutes all things into delight. End point is currency, what you have gathered is delight. That helps us and the knowledge of a lifetime. And then it projects into a new life, takes a new body for progress, next level of progress. So when we understand life from this poise, there is no real scope of grief. It will 
still strike us because ignorantly we are attached but we have to keep reorienting ourselves that look this is the way i am looking at it ignorantly but there is another vision which the wise have told us let us rely on that till we ourselves reclaim that vision you may say that well we don't experience it yes so that's why we have the people who have gone they tell us next level is i must also reclaim that vision so when we know that soul assumes this outer personality which is going to disintegrate after a point the soul has no such recognition you are my parent you are my child no recognition of that there are interesting stories like that even the mother describes about a 4 year old child who had passed away and the parents came they were in quite a shock obviously and the soul of the child comes when mother is giving flowers the child is saying give this one very happily mother says if i were to tell this to them they would not understand but the soul is very happy to be near the mother and even saying that you know give this flower to my parents smiling and happily so a lot of our suffering is because we are projecting our own limited consciousness onto things which are in a different uh, space time domain so that's how we have to look at it that's why they say that you know reading these uh, the gita and now of course we have savitri it completely liberates you from all sense of grief suffering just read a few lines and it it is so it makes us so wide so deep then you wonder at like like a grown up person would laugh at a child who has uh, whose toy was snatched and the child is uh, as if the whole world has come crashing parents will smile and say koi baat nahi hai mil jayega dusra tujhe abhi to padhai you know that's how parents uh, would sometimes console sometimes just smile that the child doesn't understand that it's a toy so when we read savitri when we read savitri it automatically takes us to those states of consciousness the purpose of savitri is like a mantra it opens the door to the consciousness from where savitri is emerged actually any book does that unwittingly when you read a book through the book you come into contact with the author's consciousness that's why it's so important to be careful about the books we read so when we read savitri i have not found a single book more uh, not only nourishing spiritually but it has the power to evaporate depression and sometimes so magically that we wonder uh, why am i not feeling the suffering that i should feel i have seen that also because it evaporates it opens the door to a different consciousness randomly of course we call back the sorrows but if you read regularly savitri ka sevan din mein teen bar do do chamach do do paragraph is liberating absolutely so read savitri whatever one can at least twice a day any particular chapter of savitri you suggest to us well uh, whole of savitri but uh, depends on the like for instance when one is going through the fate what is fate so we end up blaming ourselves complaining ourselves 
thinking all this is reward punishment so read the book of fate you'll be very clear that none of this is true the game is different i didn't know the game so book of fate then if one wants to be really in the company of the divine which is ultimately the most liberating read the book of the divine mother especially you know adoration of the divine mother it is so liberating you are transported to a different place altogether then if one is harrowed by this idea of kya hoga kya hoga future mein kya hoga read book 11 you will see that well in spite of appearances future is beautiful and divine so if we want to understand the mystery of creation read the secret knowledge because we have a very limited understanding of this world and that makes us also suffer so when we read a canto like the secret knowledge and if you want to read the most original love story which is the love of the soul with the divine read the book of love <laughs> how the soul gives itself to the divine mother and all is done for it if we want to understand what really death is and that there is a power greater than death then the entire book of death and you know it's then so ultimately the whole of savitri <laughs> so it is the ultimate book or remedy i don't know what to say it is ultimately the love of mother and shurbindo its beauty is it is the combined consciousness of shurbindo and the mother shurbindo is written and he has written about the mother's story but his own story has entered into it so their life is woven into it it is the joint mother and shurbindo together so you can imagine that through the word we can come in contact with them because it's more difficult to meditate sometimes people say that i find it difficult to meditate either during some period or otherwise to contact with the mother so read savitri it's it's a more it's a simple way of coming in contact with the mother and shurbindo and i am so happy that they wrote in english मतलब संस्कृत में लिखते तो पता नहीं क्या होता हम पहले तो वही कि करेक्ट उच्चारण सही है कि नहीं है माते है बोलना है कि माता बोलना है ये सब में प्रॉब्लम हो जाता अभी ये रिटर्न इन लैंग्वेज विच एटलीस्ट बाय एंड लार्ज वी ऑल नो एंड आई मस्ट से दैट इट्स वेरी सिंपल इट्स नॉट ए डिफिकल्ट बुक एट ऑल इफ यू टेक अवे फ्रॉम द माइंड दिस आइडिया दैट यू नो शोविंदज रिटर्न इट्स वेरी इजी लैंग्वेज इज वेरी सिंपल little bit orienting is required that's why many of these talks are just to orient us though even without it it can be read so it helps us to progress it helps us to discover the soul i think that can be a good point to stop unless somebody has a question is baba you are i say that don't only read it don't have to understand it yes and that comes savitri makes us understand because savitri is a living presence savitri is not a book so she makes us understand it's like when you go to a teacher i remember when our son he went to ashram school so kindergarten it gave me a lesson so when he as first class first moment enters ki lo so the teacher started uh, she threw the ball i still remember uh, smith the um, so she threw the ball and said in french basically she said go and pick it up bring it back so we just uh, said uh, he doesn't know french said don't worry 
she told us you stop it's my job to teach him french so when uh, it was a lesson of life that when we read savitri savitri is a living consciousness when you go to a teacher it's the teacher's job to make you understand the subject okay so <laughs> savitri is quite capable of explaining to us everything that is necessary for us at a given point of time so a teacher will always reveal that much which one is ready kindergarten mein teacher will not say e is a unit of energy and m means mass and c means velocity of light teacher will not say all that thing teacher will say a comes after d and before f because at that stage that's all that we need to learn so to each one savitri will reveal itself to whatever extent we are ready but if we persist with it one day it will also teach us the equation e equals to mc square and beyond so we should keep reading it and savitri will teach us everything mm mm-hmm.